you know, even if I'm a little, if I'm a little poopy, mm. even when I'm a little blue, even mm. when I'm a little, when I'm in a mood. In a mood. Sometimes I, uh, you're in a mood. That music, that, that peps me up. That feels okay. pretty good. Okay. Gets, yeah. a, gets a little, yeah. what, is it, what do you call it? Spark of light. Yeah. You know, if you're like, oh, rock the body. I don't know how that goes. What? You know, I don't know. I think I, I think I was. I, Are you talking about the Timberlake song? I think that's "Rock Your Body," and I was saying "Rock Your Party." I think yeah, I PG'd it. You did. I, think I PG'd it, but that's an R. It's more of an R song or PG thirteen song. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not R, but uh, yeah, that's a good song though. You know, that is I, a good, I, that's a good. I thought I read somewhere that was originally written uh, for uh, Michael Jackson. He oh, turned yeah. down. Yeah, turned down. And so I, that went to Timberlake. I, I like. I, I think I would like Timberlake's presentation of that song better anyway yeah yeah, yeah. yeah if i but, but i, I could but, but i can hear michael jackson doing that song. i thought that well, album now, that album yes of course yeah. but yeah that uh, it was written yeah you know the writer was intending yeah. for for yeah. michael jackson that's interesting turned it down and, and timberlake took it mm-hmm. and i mean definitely his trajectory from there yeah. right yeah i had if i'm right on what i read when that when that song came out um obviously it was everywhere and one day i'm in the car with Steve McCoy mm. and we're going I think we're going to the Southern Baptist Convention uh, at the time okay and okay. I'm, I've, I'm videoing him on my phone and he's singing that song yeah yeah and I was like oh he saw me do it I'm, like, I'm gonna put it up what do you think his response was when he saw that I was recording him sing that song? Do you, he's like, oh, that's so funny. What, what do you no, think? No. Take it down or I'm leaving. <laughs> he was like, yeah. do not. Do not put that up. I'm like, you're not doing anything bad, bro. It's funny. You're just going. Steve is so, he's so weird when he it comes to that. does not, no. He wants control over what gets put out about. I don't, you know, it's fine. I understand. Take it down or I'm leaving. <laughs> Steve, remember that? Remember that, Steve? Yeah, you got all mad at us. Or me. <laughs> I, I, can't remember me. What, I can't remember what we did. I don't know. I think I, I don't know. I, I did something. I did something wrong. I didn't take his feelings into consideration. It was my bad. <laughs> it was my bad. So yeah, man. So we got uh, we got some music. Mm-hmm. We got uh, that feels good. I am starving, man. Oh yeah. I am. I need to eat something. And I'm gonna meet. I got to meet one of our pastoral candidates in about an hour. Yep, yeah, in about an hour. So uh, I'll probably get something there. Nice. Yeah. Where are you, where are you meeting him at? Uh, coffee shop, Cavadium. Nothing good there. Yeah, it is. Are you, have you eaten there? Nothing good. Oh man, they're uh, it's all like super organic. Their eggs are great. Super orange yolks and like I don't think I've eaten there. Yeah, really good breakfast food. You'd like it. Oh okay, really good breakfast food. Expensive. If you want avocado toast, it's like ten bucks. Well, avocado is just expensive. Well, now it is especially. Yeah, yeah. but it was ten bucks like three years ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. When, when avocados were a plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Yeah. There's a whole thing. We had to. Don't we have to like ship back a whole bunch of avocados or something? I think there's like some ban on the uh, the Mexican ones. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Racism. <laughs> what That's it? why. <laughs> they only want avocados from, from white countries, I think is what it is. Joey. Joey, 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 Joey. Saying. That's probably. Um, so, so where would that be? Uh, you know. No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Well, Sweden. The, you know who? Sweden has the best avocado. Sweden has the best avocado. <laughs> they have the climate for it. Oh, they're, they're known. <laughs> Sweden is, when I think of avocados, you know, I think Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, good stuff. It's funny because uh, you know who hates avocados? Um, Pastor Brian. Yeah? Can't Listen, homeboy likes everything. He eats all kinds of weird yeah. stuff. He likes all kinds of things in his salads. And I just like, so he, he's a dead no on avocado. Hmm. I don't know how he gets there. Hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. As he's the kind of guy like he, 
was it him and I? I ate brains with somebody somewhere. One Had night. to be him, wasn't me. But uh, but yeah, he's not no to avocado. Huh? Hmm. Yeah, Michelle doesn't like uh, uh, avocados anymore. Anymore? Oh yeah. Why? I don't know if it's like a now. It's like reacting. Oh. I don't know if it's like a sensitivity now, but mm-hmm. so yeah, that was hard because she loved avocados. Yeah, man, loved them. Well, it's like I'm not even in love with avocados as much as I am in love with guacamole. That's what I'm really in love with. Like, mm. Get that all chopped up. Yeah, with yeah, stuff in there. yeah. I like that's that. Good. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know who makes a? Uh, you know who makes a good guacamole? You? No, Oscar. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Does Oscar listen? No. Oh. No. Never mind. No, no. Because sometimes when I say, "Hey, I like stuff," then people in the church bring it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like they bring me triscuits now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple people bring me triscuits because I said I like triscuits. Yeah. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. He, uh, okay. he, he loves. He loves. Well, do you know what Jimmy and I love? Homemade uh, uh, guacamole. Yeah. So if anybody you know wants to whip up some guacamole for us, we'll we'll taste it yeah. and review it. Yeah, I'll let you know if it's good or not. It'll be great. We can eat it live. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be All fun. Right. That'd be that'd be that'd be great pod. Mm-hmm. Just here we are smacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? That's God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people, you know, people probably hate that. Like they, you know, they, they they get triggered on some of the stuff we do. Yeah. 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 We yeah. have to save that for banter of truth, like this. Well, this is yeah banter mm-hmm. of truth. So. All right, so we're going to read some emails? Yeah, let's do that. Here, hold on. Right. I'll, I'll pull we it. got a couple of emails. We thought, like, we'll save this for Banjo of Truth, right? We can kind of get into it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So we got we got a uh, an email from a guy named Michael. Mikal. And it, uh, I'm it's not, Mikal. I'm not, yeah. It's, is this the same guy? Did he do this before? I don't know. It's Mikal. Okay, well, I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not, All right, well, I'm not saying it that way. But that's that's how you pronounce it. That's not how, that's not how I pronounce it. How do you pronounce it? Michael. That's how I pronounce it. Anyway, so Mikal. Michael. Mikal writes, <clears throat> Hi, guys. I hear a debate about the loss of salvation position. I'm wondering how to respond to it. Every person I see talking about this mentions the argument that being saved and having eternal security means that you could go on about sinning while also being saved. Sorry. <laughs> I've already heard Paul. Now I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, this, this has been settled. <laughs> Uh, now I know that an individual who is genuinely saved would not stay in a sinful lifestyle because they are given a new nature and this would change their behavior, but I don't know how to properly respond to their argument. Actually, it says to, to their argument. It was, well, it says, I don't know how to properly respond to, to their argument. <laughs> Any advice? <laughs> Any advice. Grammarly. Uh, that would be our first piece of advice. Stop. Michal. Stop. <laughs> Michal. Yeah. All right. Well, let, let's, let's, let's. Let's say on the front end, um, you know, as as thoroughgoing uh, Protestants and in the Reformed tradition in particular, mm-hmm. uh, you, we don't believe you can lose your salvation. Uh, Michael's on the same page. Uh, w- once you are saved, you are always saved. Once you are justified, you are forever justified. I mean, just it, it, the scripture talks about a, a salvation uh, with assurance for people who believe over and over yes. again. Let me just give you a couple. Uh, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He is. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed from death to life. Um, John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. So this... John ten twenty, I give them eternal life. Yeah. Uh, it's all... I guess I'm just going with John here. The point being <laughs> that... Um, that the, the scripture establishes faith is what uh, connects us to Christ. Faith is is how we receive eternal life. And once you have been justified, you're never unjustified. Um, once you are united to Christ, you're, you're never disunited. So, um, yes, once saved, always saved. But we also believe in the perseverance of the saints. Yeah, yeah. 
and we've talked a lot about that uh, in the past. But uh, there, was, there was something here that that uh, I mean, I guess I guess I kind of want to approach it a little bit differently. Okay. Okay. All right. He says, uh, "Oh, every person." I, is this is this is that the line? Every person I see talking about this mentions the argument that being saved and having eternal security means that you could go on sinning while also being saved. I would say you will go on sinning after being saved. Yes, you absolutely will go on sinning. Yeah. There will not be a day of your life where sin is not a part of it. Mm-hmm. It will not happen. Mm-hmm. So, so this a part of a part of the problem here is how we think about sin, not just salvation. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's, it's how we think about the the state of the justified soul. Uh, it, so it says like, uh, now I know that an individual who is genuinely saved uh, would not stay in a sinful lifestyle. Well, they certainly do stay in a sinful lifestyle. Sometimes the mm-hmm. they backslide. I mean, even the confessions talk about this. So you can be genuinely saved, justified, reconciled to Christ, and you will continue to sin, guaranteed, and you can stay in a sinful lifestyle, Mm -hmm. at least for a period of time. Yeah. So, but I think what what Mikhail is trying to say, right, um, is he's saying, I see uh, people talking about this, mentions the argument that being saved and having eternal security means that you can go on about sinning while also being saved in the sense of they they flaunt, almost like it's, I don't have to worry. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Uh, and that because of that, they uh, uh, they stay in this sinful lifestyle, as mm-hmm. in they they're still grabbing hold of old creation yes. living, and that that's the accusation. And and he is talking about the accusation that these other people are yeah. saying, yeah, which which Paul writes about in Romans six. Right? Yeah, what does he say? Okay, what shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we have died with Christ, and we have, if we're believers, we believe that we will also live with him. Mm. We know that Christ, being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lived, lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. And then he goes on. So therefore, don't let sin reign in your body. So I think you know Paul addresses this beautifully. First of all, there's there is the uh, this this argument that some people are making: if God is glorified in forgiving sin, if that's His job, and I'm the sinner, that's my job. I glorify God by sinning, and He is glorified in forgiving me. I can just continue in this. There's there's no consequence. There's no fear of discipline from the Lord. Um, it doesn't matter. And then a lot of people will even say, like, listen. Uh, whether they're playing devil's advocate or they actually believe this, that is, uh, oh, well, if my sins cannot condemn me, then my sins don't matter. Or we could say it like this. Um, It doesn't matter if I sin because I'm saved. Or you could even say, I don't have to obey God Mm. because my obedience doesn't save me. And what Paul is saying is you do have to obey God 
not for your salvation, but because of your salvation. Yeah. Like how you think about that makes a big difference. Yeah, it's a reflection of the change that has happened in your heart. It's a reflection of moving from death to life, right? Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a reflection. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a response to the salvation that mm -hmm. you've received. Totally. And so Paul is saying, like, listen, this doesn't make sense. How can you live in sin if you've died to it? He's not arguing for perfection. Just read Romans 7. His point is, is like you will have an impulse, a desire to do what is good. You will yep. want to please the Lord and, and with with faithful works. And you're going to struggle because the thing that you want to do, you don't always do. And sometimes the things you don't want to do, you do that thing. Yeah. So there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a battle. But no, you don't get to stay in your sin. So I think, you know, when we're looking at, at a question like this, I'm thinking on the one hand, people that are making this argument, Michael, People that are making, that make this argument that you're hearing, um, I would say, well, first of all, every believer continues to sin after receiving Christ. Mm -hmm. Their salvation is secure. They will continue to sin. That is a guarantee. So how? So are you just now trying to, to determine how much sin is too much sin? Because these are people that are arguing you can't have an assurance of salvation because they value um, godly living and they think the assurance undermines that. So you'd say like, well, okay, well, so what's the cutoff then? Like, you know, what? Like how much sin? can you actually commit and still be a believer? It just doesn't make any sense for them to, I think, take that position. No, no. Cause I mean, I think the position needs to be, um, <clears throat> does your sin, like, do you mourn over mm -hmm. your sin? Yeah. Right. Like, are you, are you repentant of your sin? Are you, you know, constantly grieving, um, grieving for the state of your heart? Yeah. It's, it's this is a, like, like Luther spells out in the first of the 95 theses, right? That repentance is an everyday ongoing lifelong activity. Yes. Along with faith. You're believing, you're repenting. Yes. If you are believing, you are repenting. They're not the same thing, but they are connected. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think we, you got to clarify that you got to, and you just have to clarify, listen, um, the Paul who makes arguments for, um, for eternal security, if you want to, I don't like that phrase because of, you know, guys that have written books with that phrase, they argue for it in a different way. But Paul makes the point, uh, John makes the point that, yes, the person who's been reconciled to God is forever reconciled to God. They are also the guys saying that should move you to pursue holiness. It yes. does not excuse your sin. And it's not an excuse to sin. It, the, it is the opposite. If you truly understand salvation by grace alone, the consequence, like you were saying, Jimmy, the consequence of that is wanting to walk in the ways of God because mm. you've, you've, you've been given this life, this resurrection power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead is now alive in you so that you can walk in newness of life. That's the whole point. So I would, I would probably, what I would do is I would want to establish with them what the scripture says about the assurance of salvation. Mm -hmm. Worry about the implications later. First establish, can you or can you not lose your salvation? And once you establish that, then you can deal with these implications that they're, they're raising questions about. But if they're, but sometimes they're like, they'll raise these like implication problems when that's really not the issue. They reject the once saved, always saved. They, yes. they, they reject yes. eternal security or unconditional election, whatever you want to call it perseverance of the saints they reject that so but they're playing with this other issue and it's like well okay um let's first deal with this and if we can get on the same page there we can deal with the implications mm. all right why don't you read the next one or oh because it's a long one yeah you want me to read it all yep, right because i know i'm gonna make mistakes okay and uh, you, yeah you probably gonna you, oh. listen, if you want to go and uh, make a sandwich or something it's gonna take a while yep go ahead all right i'm gonna try and redact this a little bit all right, all right and uh, to protect uh the innocent 
All right, this is from a guy. We're going to call him uh, Benedict Cumberbottom. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to remember that. Okay. Uh, he says, hey, I'm a longtime fan of Doc and Devo. Your insights into all the various topics you speak on, including the banter, is always insightful. And I truly hope to share a cigar with you both someday. Dream, period, come, period, true, period. Hey, man, uh, Benedict, you come and find a way to hang out, connect with us. We will make it happen. Anyways, he wants some advice. He's a, he's a younger guy. He's an aspiring pastor. He's been looking for an opportunity to um, to go back to a particular church mm-hmm. where he has a long history, and um, and he had the opportunity to step into an interim role there while they were looking for a pastor to take over that position. So he does that, and he gets really good feedback. Congregation likes what he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People are all for him. He's a younger dude, but he's not that young. But he's a younger dude. Mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. And. Um, and so, you know, he started talking to uh, other staff pastors, like, hey, you know, maybe I could, maybe I could be the guy. You know, maybe consider me uh, for this role. And uh, he was feeling pretty good about it. But then he later found out that the church hired a staffing company, paid thousands of dollars to find and hire somebody else. And then he was told by the leadership, if these guys work out in this process, then you can be the guy. <laughs> Which is not encouraging. No. He's like, so, okay, I'm last choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, so they wound up hiring somebody who was much older. And uh, they did offer him a job, but not in a pastoral role. This guy is yeah. offered a position full-time, gets to work for the church, but not in a pastoral role. And um, so here's his, here's his, that's the situation. He says, I'm torn. I'm, I'm doing my best, pouring everything I had into this ministry to be at its best. Um, and uh, certainly scriptures help me to keep my ego in check. I don't believe I'm entitled or owed anything. I just want to serve the Lord in the vocation I believe he's called me to be. Would you guys encourage me to stay? Um, perhaps God is closing a door or redirecting me. Or would you anticipate that this is the sort of treatment that um, I'm going to continue to get? Um, I fear that I will always be seen as the intern or the interim, but never an actual pastoral candidate. Any input is greatly appreciated. Mm. And for now, he's taken the, uh, the, the position that is not pastoral, um, but he, he keeps looking online for pastoral positions, you know, because it's Jimmy. Thoughts? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think um, <clears throat> I think having a candid conversation with the elders is important. Always good. I think having a conversation um, and asking the question. So you know, I, I definitely feel like you know, like you could even say I'm, I'm sensing that I'm called yeah. to to ministry, full time pastoral ministry. Uh, this seemed to be a good fit. You guys know me. I know you. You've seen what I've been doing. I guess I would ask. So what can I improve on or yeah. what are some of the, the maybe uh, concerns you guys have yep. for, because obviously there's some legit, possibly there's some legitimate concerns um, or maybe you're just not ready. And maybe that's, that's for the feedback you want to get. Yeah. What are some of the concerns um, and, and what, what areas do I need to address so that I could be a viable option in the future? Right. Not, maybe not just here, but somewhere else. Absolutely. They, listen, they they should be able to articulate for you why they passed. Because mm-hmm. you, you you put your hat in the ring. Yeah. Which I don't understand. What ring? What hat, what ring do you throw your hat into? Is that is that an old time boxing thing? I don't know. I think anyway, so. Maybe it's maybe it's like bullfighting. I don't know. No, anyway. I threw my hat in the ring. So um, but yeah, they should be able to articulate for you. I think that's a really good piece of advice. Talk to them and say, hey, listen, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What do I need to work? And you know what? You might find out like you're great. But we wanted somebody that had more experience. 
Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong. That's their prerogative. Yeah. They want somebody with more experience. Uh, so, I mean, I had the same, you know, uh, if I can interject before, please, no, please do. So my last church, there was an opening and, uh, I, I, everything you're saying, I was saying to myself, like, I, you know, I'm not entitled to anything, but I'm definitely saying, seeing that this is a good fit. I'm here. Um, that seemed like a slam dunk to, to move into that position. Um, but no, they, they went on and hired somebody else for multitude of reasons. I'm sure. <laughs> so I, I, I wanted to know that feedback. Did you ask him? Yeah. Yeah. No, I asked. Um, and it, it came down to uh, education. Mm. Education was, was what was hindering that. Yeah. And I took that. Because you didn't even have your BA then. Correct. You were, you were in full-time ministry, but you yeah. didn't have your BA. Correct. And so I, I took that. I took that feedback. Uh, and you know, because I, I truly believed and sensed that God was calling me uh, into ministry um, in some capacity, I pursued that, and that led me to leaving. Yeah, right. You, you, you left. You came back home to this it was, area. Because, yeah, so, so it's like I'm not going to sit there and do online courses for the next ten years. Right. Actually, it was Michelle that was like, "No, nah, nah, I'm nah. not sacrificing ten years. We're not. We're you, not. We're not going to do ten, three. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing ten years of this, uh, piecemealing it. Just let's go and." take two, three years and just focus on that. And man, you did, you killed it. Like you, well, you killed yourself um, working full time and going very full time as a student year round. I think, weren't you going like, I mean, in yeah, the was, summers, I, right? Uh, yeah. I, I would took, I would take summer courses to try to keep, mm -hmm. you know, moving forward Trying wherever move I could, man, you were, you, I was it, doing, yeah, about 20 to 22 or something like that. Uh, it's a course lot. credits per semester. Yeah. It's a lot. And what's, what's cool is, um, it was like, I knew Jimmy. I liked Jimmy. We liked each other. We were friends, but we didn't see each other. Mm -mm. Like we didn't have a lot of time to connect because between work and school, the, the only thing that he had left was home. And so he was home. He came to church, but I mean yeah. like you home. Yeah. He was with his wife and kids. And so even though he made the commitment to be there, they still were sacrificing a lot of his time, yeah. which like now, like I, I, you have been so good over these years. We're going to get back to this mm. guy's email, but you've been so good. Ever since you got out of that, um, even though you're, you're doing ministry bivocationally and you're more than full time uh, at the company, um, you prioritize your family in a really good and healthy way. They have to know it. They have to see it. If they don't, I'm going to yell at them uh, because I can see you putting great effort towards and successfully so um, making sure that there's that they all have time with dad. Like it's, a, it's really good. Good job. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. That's good. Yeah. All right. So uh, number one. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, go ahead and have a talk um, and, and get, get their input. And uh, hopefully they can say like, oh, we see this calling in you. I mm -hmm. mean, if they, if they had you stepping in as interim, they must see that you, you, you can do the work to a certain degree. Yeah. They must see that you're called in some way. Yeah. But I mean, I would even look at that and say, because they had you in that interim, there was something there that, you know. Uh, that made you not the right fit. Correct. Yeah. And it, it and it may be some really hard things, and it may not be. Don't don't jump to any conclusions. Mm -hmm. Just go and find out, and then that's going to help you take the next step. And it, listen, uh, if you really are called to pastoral ministry, then you should pursue pastoral ministry. Yeah. And whether you uh, you know take a year to think about it and pray about it and start looking around and talking, that's fine. But um, don't I, I would say if you're called, you 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 will be affirmed in that calling by other people. Yeah. They they yep. will they will recognize it. They will identify it. Um, what about, what about guarding his heart in this? What, 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 what kind of encouragement would you give him to not become 
frustrated or bitter. I mean, he says the scripture is keeping him in check, but it's going to have to keep doing that. What would you say to him? Yeah, I mean, um, I would be... So you have to be careful on who you open up to in this, right? That's good. Like you, 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 if you're in a small group, you can't open this up to the small group, right? Uh, you can't like, you got to have someone that you're close to that you're, you're extremely open with right. and transparent with, uh, that can help. And, and, and someone that is willing though, to push back on you mm -hmm. and to call you out. So you need someone to hold you accountable in that. You need yeah. someone that's going to be speaking truth to you. Um, and letting you know, Hey, you know, there's, there's something here. Like you're, you're, you know, I, I don't want you to get bitter. You know, you seem to be getting angry about this. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be opening this up to the small group or anything by that. Cause at that point then mm -hmm. it, it spreads like wildfire. Yeah, you can, you will, you will even unintentionally be spreading uh division and yes. discord because people will take your side. Correct. Because um, they love you. Yeah. They care for you. Like, oh, yeah. Why didn't they hire this guy? Yeah. And then they don't have all the information. They, yeah. They don't know. And so, I mean, if there's someone, you know, on staff that you're close with, uh, that's good. If, if you're close to the, the lead pastor, that's even better. Or you could talk to somebody outside of the church altogether. Exactly. Somebody that does a ministry that you can look up to. Exactly. And exactly. For, some, for some wisdom. Because you, you just, you're, you're definitely. And you got to be honest with them. You got to be honest. You, you got to share the feedback that the, that the people gave you. Yeah, right? you got to be willing to, like, it what adjustments gotta, do I need to make? Exactly. It's got to be more than like, well, they didn't hire me because, you know, they just, they just, they just, they just want me to make the, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like some lame excuse people make for why they didn't get hired, you know, yeah. uh, which you didn't do in your email. So I don't have anything to kind yeah. of go with. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, maybe you're overqualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was more than what they needed. Yeah. You know what? They just, um, and I guess another thing that I would say is that um, in the end, this is God's plan. Yes. All right. Now, listen, God's plan sometimes uses uh, the sinful choices of people, the harmful choices of people. So I'm not saying that they did what was best for their church or what was uh, wrong for their church. I, I'm going to assume that it was what was best for their church. But uh, the point is, is regardless, God did not want you there in that position at this time. Uh, for whatever reason, and he will use this mm. to to move you, to build you, and to ultimately put you where you're going to really be able to flourish. Now, yeah. whether you flourish or not is largely dependent upon you and your faith and how you handle it. But I would I would come to grips with that, and, and, and <clears throat> I would take assurance in that, right? Yeah. So for me, again, going back to my, you know my story and my my circumstance, uh, that was a catalyst, right? That that was a catalyst. And listen, there were people that were openly questioning why didn't why is Jimmy not this guy, like yeah, yeah. why, why is it, you know, uh, and I would share, I would be completely honest and say, listen, like I need more schooling. Like I, I yeah. need to go through the, uh, like the process there. You didn't I, go, well, they said I have to get more schooling. No, no, no. Yeah. I just said, no, no. I, I took that to heart and mm -hmm. said, no, I could see the dangers. Cause I've seen the danger of uneducated pastors that rely upon, uh, their own personal giftings yep. and charisma mm -hmm. rather than scripture and proper study. And they become insecure. Yep when they're pushed back because they don't have that backing, yeah. right? And so they haven't gone, and I'm like, no, no, I, I need this. And that was a catalyst for so much growth within, you know, like my family, but it also, I mean, we wouldn't be at Redeemer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is where God wanted Michelle and I. This yeah. is where God wanted my family. He wanted you at your business. Yeah. He wanted you at this church. Yeah. He wanted your kids to be going through all the things they're going through. Yeah. 
it led to this. It led to this, and I'm I'm quite thankful. You know, every time I go back. So when I do go back, when we go visit, because Michelle's family is there, you know, I'll go visit the church. And I still talk with people and everything. And I, and I think back like, man, they're still in the same. Oh, I hate saying this. They're still in the same place. <laughs> banter of truth. Yeah. Yeah. Banter of truth. They're still in the same place they were 10 years ago. Right. And I don't want to be in that same spot. Right. Like I, I see just the the growth and I see my I see Michelle's growth mm-hmm. uh, over the past 10 years. I'm, I'm just quite thankful for the Lord not giving me that position yeah that i that i thought that's what i need and want but he gave me that which was best yeah well i mean, I, I just i think that's it's good for all of life to 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 recognize that like you know god doesn't always give you what you want but he always gives you what is best and what is best is sometimes very painful what yeah. is best is sometimes uh you know disappointing mm. god god will disappoint you uh he will not betray you he will not go back on his word mm-hmm. um he will not dis- disappoint you in failing to be the god that he is but he will disappoint you by uh not fulfilling your desires yeah. in this world be- and praise god for that because if he didn't we would all be in a heap of trouble yeah you know yeah. I, I god the the things that i've wanted most in life the big things right i wanted to go to moody mm. uh i wanted to go to southern uh, I, I wanted to marry Jen. I wanted to have kids. I wanted to have a lot of kids, and I uh, wanted to plant a church, uh, and all these things. And he uh, ultimately he did give me those big ones. Uh, many many other ones he said no to, but even the ones he gave me, he made me wait. Mm. He made me fight for them. He made me be patient for them. Even his timing can be very very disappointing. So uh, be happy that God knows what He's doing even when we think we do, but ultimately we really don't. And hey man, uh, Benedict, uh, we're, we're praying for you today. All right, we're praying for you and for your future. And let us know, let us know if you wind up uh, pastoring somewhere. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast at the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. We got that fresh part every Monday and Thursday. We got blog posts and video content over at the website. And we've got that all-access exclusive content just for you. Just like this. Just this, like this. This is your Banter of Truth on Tuesday. you got your weekday wisdom Monday through Friday. If you find this a benefit and beneficial for you and, and your growth, share it. Let, let us know, know about yeah. it. Let, let them know they can go to doctorfortune.com slash all-access and register themselves. And they can do that today. Later. Oh.